Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sniffin' Lines with Hunter Mickles. This is your boy, Hunter Mickles. Oh, boy, am I excited to talk about week one. It was a hell of a week. Not very many good games. Um, a lot of blowouts. It was a little unfortunate. But there are picks, our locks. Everybody did pretty well. So I, I was proud to see that. I believe if you guys would have followed every single one of our picks, you would have went 12-6. and six. Um, So it, it was a fun week one. A lot happened. You got a lot of uh, good information out of some teams. Um, some teams still have a lot of question marks, but it, it was a fun week all in all. But uh, let's just hop right into the pod. Um, I'm going to recap everybody's locks to start this episode, and uh, we'll start with mine. Uh, I went two and one. Uh, Western Kentucky versus USF. I had them. I had Western Kentucky minus twelve and a half. They won forty-one to twenty-four. They covered. I uh, got a little lucky. I'm not gonna lie. It was thirty-four to twenty-four. With about two minutes left. USF had the ball, and I believe Western Kentucky either had a strip sack for a touchdown. Or just a strip sack and then scored a touchdown like shortly afterwards. So got a little lucky on that one. <clears throat> uh, but started off 1-0. Then I had SMU minus 20.5 at home against Louisiana Tech. I really liked this one. It won. They won 38-14. Uh, never really a doubt in that one. It was a blowout. Louisiana Tech had a garbage time touchdown to make it a little closer. But uh, SMU covered 20.5. And then East Carolina at Michigan, over 51.5. That was a loss. Michigan only scored 30 points. Um, <clears throat> Michigan's offense just, they did what I was a little worried about. They just kind of ran the ball. Long drives, not really many big plays to help out. Only scoring 30 points, uh, you're not going to win that. So I lost the Michigan over. So I went 2-1, and one. not a bad start. Uh, CJ. Go to him next. He went one and two. Tough, tough, tough week for him. He had Miami, Florida versus Miami, Ohio. He had Miami, Florida to cover 17 and a half. They won 38 to three. Never a doubt in that one. That was a blowout. He then had Texas versus Rice. He had Texas minus 35 and a half. They only won 37 to 10. Texas offense looked good, but definitely looked a little questionable at times. But so that was a loss for him. San Jose State to cover 16 and a half versus Oregon State. He lost that one. Oregon State won 42 to 17. DJU looked like a brand new quarterback, maybe showing that it was Clemson's fault and not his. So we'll see about that. If he can keep that up, Oregon State's going to be a damn good team this year. So he went. CJ went one and two. Uh, now we got Nick. Nick went two and one. He won on Thursday with Utah minus four and a half versus Florida. Utah walked out of there twenty four to eleven. Graham Mertz is not good. Uh, just he is not a good quarterback. Uh, North Carolina versus South Carolina under sixty four and a half. He won that one. It was thirty one to seventeen. And South Alabama at Tulane under fifty two and a half. Lost that one. They scored 54 total points. Nick's, Nick's buddy that plays linebacker at South Alabama just couldn't get the job done. Maybe if he would have held, 
held him to a field goal less than that that he would have won. But the linebackers just couldn't get it done. So Nick went 2-1. and one. Not a bad start. My cousin Tate, 3-0. and oh. What a start for him. Coastal Carolina at UCLA, plus 14.5. Coastal Carolina lost 27-13. to So that was the right number. He, he got a win there. Washington, minus 14.5 versus Boise State. He won that one. I mean, Washington looked insane. They won 56-19. to That was a hell of a hell of a win against someone that's probably a Mountain West uh, contender this season. So 2-0 there. And then Nebraska, plus 7 at Minnesota. Tate called it. He said that if Nebraska's going to lose, it's going to be in heartbreaking fashion. Sure enough, that's what happened. They're up 10-3. They fumble. Minnesota scores a touchdown on 4th and 10. And then Nebraska has a chance to drive and kick a game-winning field goal. And Jeff Sims uh, throws an interception. And Minnesota goes down and kicks the game-winning field goal. So Minnesota wins 13-10, but Nebraska covers the plus 7. Moving on to Blake, he went 2-1. and one. He had Boise plus 14.5 at Washington. That was a loss. Uh, just talked about that game. Oklahoma minus 35 versus Arkansas State. That was a win. Uh, Oklahoma doubled the spread. They won 73 to nothing. Butch Jones, coach at Arkansas State, was crying on the sideline. At that point, you might as well just give up, man. Like, stop coaching. You just don't have it in you anymore. How do you lose 73 to nothing? I don't care who you're playing. 73 to nothing is horrible. Um... And then you had Fresno State plus four and a half at Purdue. That was a win. Fresno State went in there, took care of business, walked out of Purdue with the win, 39-35. Hell of a game. Props to Fresno State. Purdue doesn't look very good this year. Their defense looked questionable. Their offense honestly wasn't even that good either, watching the game back. Uh, a couple lucky breaks. Um, Fresno State definitely looked like the better team. Purdue is not going to be a Big Ten West contender this season. So, yeah. Blake goes 2-1, and one. and then my buddy Jake Healy also goes 2-1. and one. He had Nebraska plus 7 at Minnesota as well. Just talked about that one. He also had Utah minus 4.5 versus Florida. That was a win. Just talked about that one. And then he had LSU minus 2.5 versus Florida State. That was a loss. Florida State dominated 45-24 to 24 last night. That was a hell of a game. It's kind of funny. Uh, Healy told me first off he said Florida State plus 2.5. And then he sends a snap and he said, fuck Florida State. Give me LSU minus two and a half. So he actually could have been three and zero if he would have just went with his gut, but he didn't. So Healy two and one. So to recap the records right now, Tate is in first at three and zero, And then myself, Nick, Blake, and Healy are tied for second. There's what, five of us, four of us tied for second. And then CJ dead last one and two. Season's still early though. Next week, CJ could go 3-0 and and be in first place just like that. So, season's still young. A lot of season left. Love it. Um, yeah, so moving on. Now I'm going to recap um, the rest of my picks that I gave out, the ones that weren't my locks but the other picks I gave out. Uh, we'll start off with the games I gave out, I believe, Sunday night. Uh, I had Utah minus 6.5 versus Florida. That was a win. Like I said earlier, Graham Mertz, not a good quarterback. Billy Napier, Really bad coach. Credit Utah. Their defense looked outstanding. Their offense looked pretty good even without Cam Rising. So credit Utah. They prepared really well for that game. So that was a win. 
then I had North Carolina minus two and a half versus South Carolina. That was a win. Uh, I mean, North Carolina's defense had nine sacks. That, that's absurd. I told you guys South Carolina's offensive line was not very good. And what happened? They gave up nine sacks. And they had negative two rushing yards, which granted, that's adding sack yards um, into the picture, which I don't uh, necessarily agree with. That should not take out rushing yards as it's on a passing play, but whatever. North Carolina minus two and a half. That was a W. I also had Fresno State plus four and a half at Purdue. Just talked about that game. That was a W, 39-35. Then I had Arkansas State plus 36 and a half at Oklahoma. Um all I really got to say is at least they tried. At least they showed up. Uh, Butch Jones deserves to get fired for that performance. Simple as that. Then I had TCU minus 20 and a half uh, versus Colorado. That was a loss. Credit Colorado. Credit Deion Sanders. Credit Shadur Sanders. Credit Travis Hunter. That was insane. That was a quick turnaround. I still don't know if Colorado is going to be like good this year. Uh, but I think a bowl game is uh, the floor. I think they should be shooting for a bowl game. I mean, Travis Hunter, I believe, had 11 receptions for 100-plus yards and then had an interception on defense. That is just absurd. Um, Shadur Sanders had 510 passing yards. Like, their offense looked dangerous. I believe they're only like a a one-and-a-half-point favorite against Nebraska next week. That's going to be a hell of a game. Uh, We'll see how they do. If this was just a fluke win, I sure hope not. Because I think Colorado could be a lot of fun to watch this season. Um, But yeah, TCU minus 20.5 was a loss. Uh, Texas Tech minus 14.5 at Wyoming. That was a loss. Horrible defense. Uh, They just did not play well. They started up 17-0. I thought they were going to run away with it. And then they just went stagnant on offense. It's like they stopped trying. They lost this game outright, 35 to 33. You got to credit Wyoming, but you also got to look at Texas Tech just maybe not being as good as people thought they were, including myself. I had them in the Big 12 championship game. I retract that statement. I think I think they'll be lucky to get eight wins, but we'll see. Um, and then Louisville minus seven and a half at Georgia Tech. Uh, this was a loss. They won by five. This was an unfortunate loss. Um, they they were getting killed and the, they they got killed in the second quarter. They gave up 28 points in the second quarter, so that that hurt us a lot. But then they made the comeback. They looked like the much better team in the second half. They were the much better team in this game, no matter what. But they looked like it in the second half. Fourth quarter, they finally they finally cover, and Georgia Tech goes down. And instead of kicking a field goal to make it a one possession game with like a minute left, they kept playing and they went for a touchdown and they didn't so Louisville couldn't cover. So unfortunate way to not cover as Georgia Tech played the stupid route and wasted more time just to score the touchdown when they could have just kicked the field goal to turn it to a one possession game. But they didn't. What can you do? Louisville didn't Louisville just didn't do enough in the first half to cover seven and a half. So that was a loss. And then I had Akron plus ten and a half at Temple. Uh, they ended up losing this game twenty four to twenty one, but I said it it was just going to be a two bad offenses going against each other. That's what it looked like. Scored a little more points than I thought they would, but I also said maybe the under would be a play. I never, I never told you guys to bet it though. It wasn't a play for mine, but it would have hit. So I got the win with that one. Akron plus ten and a half. 
And then I still have Clemson minus 12 and a half at Duke tonight, Monday night. Uh, but I'm recording this podcast earlier. Um, so I, I'm not going to have the update on that one. But I believe my picks went, let me see here, 415. They're 6 and 5 right now with the Clemson game still up in the air. Um, I, that, I'll take that. That's better than 50%. Uh, even if Clemson doesn't cover, I went six and six. I went one and one in week zero, so I'd be seven and seven, uh, down a couple units, I believe. But fifty percent, not a bad start, especially with how we lost a couple of these games. So I'm not going to panic about it uh, at all right now. So yeah, six and five with the Clemson game still up in the air. I'll talk about that game on Wednesday or Thursday's podcast. Um, so. Now I'm going to move on to my early week two bets. I'd get these in fast. The lines have already changed because I got these in yesterday. But Tulsa plus 35.5 at Washington. I'm hoping Tulsa can put up some points and keep it a little closer than Boise State did. You got to think, Boise State got absolutely destroyed. And they still only lost by 37. I'm hoping Washington's offense takes a hair of a step back kind of slows down a little bit and Tulsa can just I mean even Tulsa can put up about 19 points like Washington or like Boise State did that'd be ideal I don't think they'll lose by 36 or more if they do that um I have Charlotte plus 24 and a half at Maryland Maryland really struggled stopping Tawson uh Tawson's I believe that's how you say it run game in week one they dominated the game but they gave up a lot of uh yards on the on the ground so I'm hoping Charlotte can take advantage of that. They ran for 220 yards in week one. If they can do that again, I think they can keep it within 24 points. So that's what I'm looking for. Charlotte plus 24 and a half at Maryland. And then Oklahoma State minus three and a half at Arizona State. Oklahoma State looked really bad in week one. And uh, I'm looking for them to bounce back here in week two. They just did not look good. But Arizona State's not very good themselves. I, I think Oklahoma State can win by four. I hope they can. If they can't, Oklahoma State's going to have a really, really bad season. And I just that's not what you would expect under Mike Gundy. So I'm looking for Oklahoma State to bounce back, cover minus three and a half at Arizona State. So my three, my three early bets, Tulsa plus 35 and a half, Charlotte plus 24 and a half, and Oklahoma State minus three and a half. And then uh, I'm going to close this pod out with just some other takeaways from week one. Uh, The Iowa-Utah State game, I have to talk about this. As you guys know, I'm an Iowa fan. Iowa won 24-14. It was 24-6. Garbage time touchdown against the second string team with uh, Utah State's first string offense in. Not too worried about it. But what I am worried about, Iowa's run game uh, and run blocking was uh, just very depressing to see. It was ridiculous how bad it was. They had 36 carries for 88 yards. That adds up to what, like 2.7 yards a carry on the ground? Uh, that's just not good. I was expecting Caleb Johnson to have a breakout season. I thought Iowa's offensive line would be a lot better. They sh- they showed flashes of being good, but they just then there'd be plays where they just whiff on five blocks. So it's just, it just was very depressing to see, very disappointed. Um, 
but Cade McNamara looked good, but he didn't look healthy. It it all Iowa season all comes down to him staying healthy. So I I don't know. I he did, definitely was not a hundred percent with that quad injury. I don't know if he'll ever get back to a hundred percent this season. I think he's going to stay around 75 to 80% all season long. Hopefully that's what it stays at. Hopefully it doesn't get worse than that. Uh, because like I said, Iowa season comes down to whether or not he can play. Um, the defense looked soft at times, which was kind of weird to see for Iowa. But granted, it was the first game of the season. So you, you never really know. It, it could have just been first game jitters, kind of getting back into the flow of things. That's what I'm hoping. But like I said, they looked soft at times. Jay Higgins, um, the replacement for Jack Campbell, played out of his ass, though, at linebacker. He had 16 tackles. He looked like a true leader uh, on the field, which was refreshing to see. Xavier Wankpa played well, had an interception. Very good interception, very good play. That's what you like to see. Cooper DeGene had a dropped pick six. So, I mean, Iowa left some points out there. Definitely could add more. They dropped a couple touchdown passes. Like I said, that drop pick six. Brian Ferentz, though, the race to 325, only scoring 24 against Utah State does not help his cause. He needed at least 40 in this game, but he didn't get it. So Iowa 24, Utah State 14. Definitely need to see some improvements, or I could see Iowa State pulling off the upset next week, which would not be fun. Uh, for me, I would hate that. But yeah, uh, moving on, I got two more games I'm going to talk about. Uh, the first one is the Ohio State game. I still have question marks uh, with Ohio State's offense. Kyle McCord, he was 20 for 33, 239 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. Uh, he played all right. You'd like to see him throw a couple touchdowns maybe, especially since he's got Marvin Harrison and Amike Egbuka on the outside. Those are two of the best wide receivers in the country, and he couldn't find them in the end zone. That's not acceptable. The running game looked okay, but not great. Uh, nobody rushed for 60 or more yards on that team, which is not necessarily what you want to see against Indiana. I think something you really got to take away from this game, though, is the defense looked really good. Like, they looked stellar. They only gave up 153 yards total. Um, so if they can continue that, I, I don't know if it's because Indiana's that bad or if Ohio State's defense is just, they're starting to buy into, uh, the system or what, but that, that's just something you can take away from this is that the defense looked good. I'm also interested, uh, to see if this is still Kyle McCord's team or if Devin Brown is going to start week two versus Youngstown State, um. So I guess we'll see what happens there. I know they got Notre Dame in week four, so they got some time to figure things out. But, well, yeah, it's interesting to see what they'll do in week two against Youngstown. Uh, and then Jalen Milrow for Alabama. He looked like a true QB1. Granted, they played Middle Tennessee State, so you can't really take too much away from it. But he looked good throwing the ball. He was consistent. He didn't miss open receivers, which is what, if you read up Alabama message boards, that's what people are really worried about. He Last year when he played and in spring ball, he was super inconsistent with finding the open guy and hitting him in stride. So it looked like he was doing that. 13 for 18, 194 yards, three touchdowns in the air, added on seven carries for 48 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. It's a very, very good week out of him. They get Texas next week. 
would be huge for him to stay consistent. Texas defense looked okay against Rice, so if Milrow can pick them apart, Alabama's in for a very, very good season, um, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, uh, so that's going to do it for this episode of Sniffing Lines. Um, I appreciate you guys listening. Week one was a lot of fun to watch. I didn't get to watch a lot of football, but I, uh, yesterday I watched a lot of games back. So, I mean, next week's going to be different. That's all I'm going to be watching. Iowa, Iowa State, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I'll have another episode coming out either Wednesday or Thursday this week. There's not as many uh, Thursday games, so I don't know if it'll really matter uh, with getting the locks in for those games or not. Um, but we'll see. But yeah, this was another episode of Sniffin' Lines with Hunter Mickles. I appreciate you guys listening. Peace out.